0: We are. We
1: are. We are are Cultivate. 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 Cultivate.
0: Cultivate. We are Cultivate. The Oracle
1: Network. distractions podcast a weekly podcast that rotates between true crime conspiracy theories paranormal stories folklore a little bit of this and a little bit of that to provide you and probably what your personal coach considers a weird distraction from everyday life. I'm one of your hosts Alex and as always I am joined by my lovely co-host and this week we are back talking paranormal aka all things spooky ooky fun but before we dive into the spooky ookiness as always we have to discuss what we need a distraction from and we got some housekeeping to do so before we get into the distraction part of it i think we should probably do some housekeeping what do you say yes yes so just a heads up that this episode comes out on christy's birthday so make sure you go over on instagram and wish christy a happy birthday boop, boop. old as dirt and no i'm just kidding i'm older than <laughs> you actually that's <laughs> like yeah. the same age bitch yeah <laughs> I'm only, like, a couple weeks older than you. Month? I don't know. Two months? A month and a bit? A month like two and Two months, basically. Basically two months like
0: older. You're the 12th and
1: I'm the 13th. <laughs> yeah, basically. But yes, happy, happy early birthday while we're recording, and happy birthday when this episode comes out. Thanks. You're welcome. And the second part of housekeeping is that I... We'll be joined by a special Oracle Network family member over on Weird Spam this month. So the Weird Spam episode, as always, comes out on the 15th. And Weird Spam is a more comedic kind of side of Weird Distraction. So basically, I, sometimes Christy, along with guests, read all of the weird junk mail that we get. We have a giggle. We have some fun. It's great. And you know what? It's something that you don't want to miss out on. So if you like what you hear and you want to know who our special guest is before the 15th or well no it'll be on the 15th if you want to hear who our special guest is on the 15th I know what I'm doing we've only been doing this for 101 episodes it's fine it's fine it's fine but basically what I'm saying is if you want to hear this episode consider joining our $5 USD tier over on patreon.com you can get that episode, monthly bonus episodes, and more. And as always, Christy will give a little bit more information about our Patreon at the very end. Now that we have the housekeeping portion out of the way, Christy, what do you need a distraction from this week? Other than, you know, you turning 28. Don't tell people my age. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. i all the dirt, as you said.
0: <laughs> no, my distraction is, yes, my birthday is coming up, which means I'm getting older which is whatever. And then same day, you know, happy birthday. Then also you need to pay your college dues because that's part of uh, your job. So I need to pay those still. I
1: on like, your birthday?
0: Yes, yeah, doing your birthday every day, every year.
1: I was going to say every, wait, <laughs> every <what>? day. <laughs> I'm sorry. So I got
0: four days to pay that, which is fine. And then, yeah, I'm just uh, distracting from, you know, COVID and Trying to get life normal and people taking money, people giving
1: money. the The, the world is crazy. The government is crazy. I think is basically yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think we'd be remiss if we didn't acknowledge the fact that people living in the Ukraine right now are going through it. So our thoughts are. Oh yeah, with my your- stuff
0: is not relatable at all, but.
1: Well, you know, and I think going forward for as long as we need to, we will be posting um, some resources for how you can support people in the Ukraine. I think that will be um, really, really good for everybody to know. And that will be in our show notes. I think I put them in the show notes for our 100th episode, uh, but they'll definitely be in our show notes for today's episode as well. So check that out. Get Educated if you can support, support, but yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely, they're going through a lot over there. It's, again, I said now, nothing that I have going through is relatable compared to that because it is very extreme and it's literally a war and invasion and it's just, I guess, it's fathom what's going on right now.
1: For sure, and it's scary. It's terrifying. It's, you know, borderline more terrifying than probably what we're going to talk about today. Although the, the place we're talking about today is pretty scary, I'm not going to lie. But nonetheless, um, my need for a distraction, other than the fact that the world seems to be on fire still uh constantly hasn't really stopped I guess in the last two years <laughs> is I just I don't know this it, it, March has kind of started off on a shitty foot and I'm just needing a distraction need any distraction from work yes for sure oh my gosh don't even get me started because I, I want all the venting
0: Alex is done her work is dumpster fire
1: My work is a dumpster fire. My personal life is a dumpster fire. The world is a dumpster fire. Hashtag dumpster fire. (laughs) Hashtag dumpster fire. What better way to distract from all of that nonsense than by talking about a spooky, ooky location? What do you say? Yes, please. I need to be a little spooked and a little distracted, as always. And I think this is going to be a place that we'll have to add to our travel list once we can actually travel. Because I, Isn't I
0: everywhere a travel thing. I mean, basically,
1: <laughs> yeah, basically everywhere that we talk about on this the show is a is a potential travel spot. But this one in particular, I'm kind of really wanting to go. Um, so mm. to celebrate your birthday, Christy, I thought for this paranormal episode, we'd go back to the old Reliable and discuss a haunted former hospital because I know you love a good old former hospital that's haunted.
0: Love them. You know, mm-hmm. I work in probably one every day. It's
1: fine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So with that, this week we'll be discussing the Yorktown Memorial Hospital located in Yorktown, Texas. And shout out to our Cultivate fam members, John and Sean, Sean, who live in Texas. I don't know how close they are to Yorktown. They'll probably tell me after hearing this episode if they're going to listen. Hopefully they will, because, you know, like, fam shit. But regardless, shout out to them. Texas is kind of big, but sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everything's bigger in Texas, as they say. Okay, no. (laughs) (laughs) So, before we dive into the ghosts, we must discuss the history before the haunts, as per usual. Today's episode will have a trigger warning throughout due to a brief mention of suicide, discussions of violence, discussions of the word abuse, and more, which obviously some may not find easily listenable, to. As always, listener discretion is advised. And with that out of the way, let's get spooky ooky and have some fun shall we? We shall. All right. So located at 728 West Main Street, Yorktown Memorial Hospital rose from the ground in 1951. The purpose of the hospital was because, as far as my understanding, there was no hospital in Yorktown prior to. So literally, they had to drive to San Antonio, which according to Google Maps is about over an hour and a half northwest of Yorktown. So if you had like an emergency, you you had to kind of commute to deal with it emergency. An hour and a half is kind of a long
0: commute. we were dying.
1: Yeah, that that's kind of life or death in my mind.
0: Like an hour I, and a half driving is for like an hour lights and sirens. And I'm like, mm. mm-hmm
1: yeah, exactly. So, needless to say, Yorktown really needed its own hospital. So, noticing that there was a need for their own medical facility, locals began fundraising, seeking donations and grants to put forward in order to make a new local hospital happen. Once the hospital was ready, aka once they had all the money, it would be allegedly ran by the Felician Sisters of the Roman Catholic Church, who I believe helped the fundraising process as well. For those non Catholics like myself, or perhaps just don't know what kind of sister act that is, Good old Wikipedia gave the following definition, and this is about the Felician Sisters, or Felatian. I could be saying it wrong either way. My apologies in advance. I forgot to jolly phonics that word. You're always forgiven with here by me. Thank you. So, quote from Wikipedia, the Felician Sisters, officially known as the Congregation of Sisters of St. Felix of Cantalice... Cantilus, third Order Regular of St. Francis of Assist, aka CSSF, is a religious institute of pontificial right whose members profess public vows of chastity, poverty, and follow the evangelical way of life in common, end quote. So um, a lot of religious words. Put together in a sentence. Um, <laughs> but from their own website, their mission is, in a direct quote, as Felician sisters called by God, we cooperate with Christ in the spiritual renewal of the world. So basically, it's a group of nuns doing nun shit. Not to dismiss what they do, because it's probably very important, but that's kind of a summary in like the.
0: This sim- a great definition. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> nuns doing nun shit. Nuns doing nun shit. And again,
0: like no disregard, I'm like the least religious person, just like, I just, I'm not, and I don't understand. So that's just, I I don't know, I don't know.
1: I was saying to Tanner the other day that I'm not a religious person, but when I took a religious, uh, I think it was Religions of the World course in my undergrad, it was my best course of my entire bachelor's degree. Like, (laughs) I walked out of that class with a 90 I don't oh, good know. For you, girl. I don't know how, and I have not retained any of that information. But I mean, here we are.
0: <laughs> well, good for you. <laughs>
1: That's a pat on my back that I'll keep giving to myself when needed. (laughs) Anyways, back to Yorktown. So in a Ghost Adventures episode, which surprise, we will definitely be chatting about Ghost Adventures later on in this episode. Uh, Your boy Zach. Your boy Zach is back in the picture as per usual. But anyways, in this episode of Ghost Adventures, it was determined that the hospital was actually considered a Catholic hospital. And furthermore, in that episode, it was described that the, the nuns basically did everything. Like, I mean everything. Housekeeping, uh, administration work, nurse stuff. I don't know if they play doctor or anything, but they they provided hands-on care from my understanding.
0: Mm, interesting.
1: So in terms of the size of the hospital and referencing the hospital's Facebook page, Yorktown Memorial spans over 30,000 square feet and reportedly this includes a main floor, a chapel, a finished basement, which you love a finished basement, living quarters, and a second floor. So, this is a pretty big place.
0: Yeah, 30,000 square feet is a lot.
1: It's a reminder that everything is bigger in Texas. We're going to keep circling back <laughs> to that. Everything's bigger in Texas. That's August quarter of the night. Everything's bigger in Texas. And nuns doing nun shit. Shh. <laughs> Hashtag egg dumpster fire. Okay. Hashtag <laughs> this episode's a dumpster fire already. Anyways, just kidding. Now, in terms of the time span of when the hospital was in operation, there seems to be some conflicting reports. So for example, I saw online that the hospital ran from 1951 until roughly 1986. And then some reports claimed it then ran from 19 eighty six to nineteen ninety two as a drug rehabilitation center. However, other resources say that, oh, it was always a drug rehab. like it it, it was never a hospital. It was very confusing. you You read one thing one day and the next thing the other. I think from what I gathered in the episodes I watched about this place, I think it was mm-hmm. a hospital, then potentially a drug rehab, and then it just shut down in nineteen ninety two.
0: yeah completely- so I'm confused with the whole, like, the nuns doing everything, or like nuns running, and if it's a drug rehab center of sorts, like if I I was the, what it was the whole night, what all along, I don't know.
1: I mean, Nuns doing nun shit. Who knows? Maybe they they ran it then too. I who knows? No. I don't know. Only the nuns know. So it is what it is. But basically, what we do know is that from 1951 to 1992, this place was in operation one way or another. Pretty
0: bumping for like 40 years.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So during the hospital's active years in operation, and there have been allegations that people who went to Yorktown suffered from abuse, malpractice, neglect, and even murder
0: oh wow shocker from the typical hospital story
1: (laughs) right i know it's like people everywhere
0: you go it's like asylum or something it's like they were beaten they were murdered they were experimented on they were not treated well
1: yeah basically anything prior to i want to say the 80s or 90s it's maltreatment yeah well yeah basically basically fucked like Mm -hmm. you didn't know if you're gonna live or die in the hospital it's like the wild wild west
0: and you go to a hospital to get help but
1: what do i know Plot twist, you, you're not getting help. <laughs> so mm-hmm. there is one story that seems to be consistent, and that involves a violent love triangle. Ooh, we love a good love triangle. Yes. So this love triangle reportedly includes two staff members and a patient. So supposedly one nurse was dating another nurse. So a female nurse was dating a male nurse. And this female nurse supposedly was caught canoodling with a male patient by her male nurse boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Are, Are you following along? Yeah. Interesting. Yes. Scandalous. Very scandalous. So apparently this all takes place in the boiler room in the basement of the hospital. The female nurse, the <laughs> I don't know, Like that's the least sexiest place to hook up with someone. Yeah, to go have sex in the boiler room, it's so steamy,
0: but like not in a good way.
1: No, not in a good way. Like <laughs> you're already hot before getting hot and heavy, you know? It's just like if I'm not, sweaty. Not a good combo. No, if I'm sweaty, then you're going to get sweaty and then none of us are going to be happy in this situation. I've never. Weird. Yeah, I've never had a, a sweaty interaction that I've thoroughly enjoyed so anyways (laughs) okay and on that note (laughs) and on that note moving forward so yeah they're in the boiler room the female nurse the male patient doing what consenting adults do i guess i don't know the male nurse aka the female nurse's boyfriend comes in and this man snaps he loses his shit basically what happens next is apparently he goes to st- He goes to stab the male patient, because apparently homeboy's packing a knife, and then he stabs his girlfriend, a.k.a. his colleague, what? and then he dies by suicide by stabbing himself.
0: Does so everyone die?
1: Everyone's dead. It's like Romeo okay. and Juliet plus one. It's, it's like, I
0: you, I can't have her, so you can't have her, and then I can't have her, so I'm just gonna kill myself? Like, what the
1: fuck? It's someone should have been offering anger management classes, you know, and maybe put in a policy about not dating co-workers staff, and- coworkers, and co <laughs> no in the workplace. <laughs> yeah. No canoodling in the workplace, in the boiler room, out of all places. That's one situation that kind of took place at Yorktown that seems pretty consistent. I mean, obviously, we don't have names. We don't really have dates. Like, who knows? But that's in my research, that was a consistent story that kept popping up was this love triangle in the boiler room. Okay. Sounds believable. Speaking of deaths, it's been suspected that up to and potentially over 2,000 people died within the walls of Yorktown. That's kind of a rough estimate, but that's kind of what people are aiming the death toll to. So take 2,000 and
0: times about like two. Okay.
1: Basically, yeah. Like whenever they're like, oh, yeah, like this many people died, but we don't really have a firm number. It's like, okay, then it's going to be more.
0: Way more, yeah.
1: Way more. Uh, Eddie Mayfield, who is a caretaker and historian from Yorktown Memorial Hospital, was interviewed in a Destination Fear episode, which once again, yes, we will be discussing later, just like Ghost Adventures. So Eddie was interviewed in the Destination Fear episode in which he said the following quote, To think that many people died here is incredible. It's the whole population of Yorktown, which that kind of just shows how small Yorktown is, for one, and to... That comparison of 2,000 people died in this hospital, it's a, almost like equivalent to the everyone dying in this small town. It's kind of a a big deal.
0: Yeah, like let's, let's have a hospital and then we'll fill it with the whole town, potentially, worth of people. And, and everyone then dies. And it, it dies. So it's like, so the town's abandoned? Like, that's what they are equivalent to as. It's like, how does that happen? That many people?
1: Yeah, it's pretty intense. So 2,000 deaths in 30 years is approximately 67 deaths per year. My math might be off. So take that with a grain of salt. But that's still quite a bit per year. Like 67 deaths a year is considerably 67 deaths too many in my mind. Oh, very much so. How many people a year do you think pass away at the hospitals you work at? If you had to do a rough estimate?
0: Oh, God, I don't even know.
1: So let's say the small town one. A year? Mm, I'd have to guess like 20 Okay, now what about the city hospital? I'm, I'm trying to wing this stuff. I know. But I would know. you say it's less than what Yorktown was experiencing? Oh, for sure, yeah. Okay, so because I don't work in a hospital, so in my mind it's like I'm assuming people die in hospitals every single day. But to me, just the amount, like 67 just sounds like a lot. I don't know why. And how many was
0: that? 67 was how many? Like What time? Like a day? I like how was A year.
1: 67 people a, a year. year. Yeah, that's my math. That's my math. For a town that's
0: like two thousand people, that's a lot.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I didn't get the full-on population of the time span between Yorktown. Like, I didn't do a deep dive into the population from 1951 to 1992. So, I mean, who knows? But from what I gathered in the quote from Eddie, Yorktown's a small town. Like, it's it's not like a Dallas or a Houston or anything like that. When it comes to like a texas town it's very small and mm-hmm. the fact that over the span of this hospital existing which doesn't sound like it was a, around for a long time but anyways 67 people a year mm-hmm. potentially saying,
0: like so you have to think like i know just off of my hospitals it's not even like all the time it's like they have s- sections of the year where things are more susceptible so that's like, why more people die like a flu Uh-oh. or like, influenza breakouts or there's a fucking pandemic for the last two years like stuff <laughs> exactly. happens and you're like well there was a little bit of a spike
1: but yeah that makes yeah. sense yeah. So, as potentially assumed by listeners and by Christy, the former hospital still stands as a reminder of the past for the small town of Yorktown. The property is, from what I gathered, currently owned by a woman by the name of jo Ann Riviera. Now, it seems as though public tours and ghost hunting tours are open to books so people can explore Yorktown Memorial Hospital. And before we get a little bit closer to discussing the spooky shit, I thought it would be fun if we reviewed... Some online reviews of Yorktown Memorial, which I feel like is just going to be a common part of our podcast now every time we talk about haunted places, because I just really like reading reviews about the places we talk about. Mm, I'm excited for those reviews. So we've got both a positive and a not so positive. Love it. So we're going to start off with a negative because we want to end on a high note. So these are reviews from Google Reviews. Shout out Google. My Mm. My main G thing. Uh, And the first review is a one star review, as mentioned by user Lasha J, which was made on February of 2022. So recent, very recent. Very recent. And Lasha writes, This shouldn't be a tourist attraction. You shouldn't allow people in such a haunted place. People are so uneducated about the spiritual realm. This place needs to be burned down. So many bad spirits can attach itself to adults and children, especially being naive about what could happen or following you or follow you. <laughs> Dancing with the devil. End of review. <laughs> Dancing with the devil. Oh my god.
0: Okay, um, if you're not interested in ghosts, then don't go. Um, But yeah. all of us are, will 100% go. Yeah. Because we like that stuff.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I'm not a good dancer. But so when I dance, so right. <laughs> dance with the
0: devil. I'm not good dancer the
1: devil. But <laughs> anyway, so that's that's the one star review, which I like. I, I mean, I get where they're coming from. People should be mindful when going into haunted places not to, like, you know, pull a Zach Baggins and scream and yell and say taunting things. But. It's also a historical landmark too, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's a place of history. Yes, the history isn't maybe the most sparkling clean, but most places aren't, right? No, and I was funny because I was
0: thinking it was a one star. I was going to expect them to be like, oh, this is a terrible tour or blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Not that don't go here because there's ghosts and we yeah. don't want to disturb them. I was <laughs> like, dude, I'm not even saying it's bad. So is it good? Because it seems like it seems good.
1: I feel like this person probably leaves the same review on every haunted location on Google reviews. <laughs> don't go there don't disturb them yeah don't disturb them uh so now to move to the five star review so this is by emily Hanna on uh or in november of 2021 so once again not not too long ago and emily wrote okay I've seen shadows and heard voices and stuff before, but this was the scariest place I've ever been as far as paranormal. Took the 30 minute tour on Halloween night with my group of four. The whole tour, while still creepy, was nothing compared to when I left this bedroom. I trailed behind my group taking last minute pictures and as soon as I turned my back to leave this room, something in quotations, rushed me and chased me for the next three rooms until I entered the last room of the tour. I was squealing. End of review. Okay, what? Something yeah.
0: rushed? Like, what?
1: I'm assuming something, like, rushed by them. You know when someone walks by you and you kind of get that...
0: Like, breeze or, like, feeling?
1: Yeah, I guess. And then, I mean, I'm concerned in the sense of whatever was rushing her chased them mm-hmm. for the next three rooms. So I'm assuming they need like, an old patient room.
0: Maybe, yeah, they were, like, inter- like, either connected or, like, coming in out of the halls and, mm. like, going in rooms to get rid of it. And then it would finally let you into one. I don't know.
1: Emily, Hannah, if you're listening, let us know you're okay. Email us at com. <laughs> Please let us know you're okay.
0: Also, I think a half an hour tour is a little too short, but
1: that's yeah. just thinking. I mean, how long were we at Rolling Hills for? I was, in like an
0: overnight couple hours, like a lockdown type thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, we were there for at least four plus well, like,
0: hours. I was say, it was, like at least four hours.
1: Because I think we had to leave before three, didn't Mm -hmm. we? And now let's go to the ghost, which at this location seemed to be everywhere. Love it. Okay. So similar to some previously covered paranormal episodes, I use my lovely Discovery Plus subscription for my research, which if anyone from Discovery Plus is listening, please reach out to us. We'd love to sponsor you. I feel both Christy and I could vouch for how amazing your services are. They say you put it out to the world. Maybe it will happen. Yeah, exactly. Talk your future. Wait, manifestation. We're manifesting. We're manifesting things here.
0: Yeah, that was the word I was trying to think of, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah. I... (laughs) You know what? We caught each other's brain weight. I was going to say brave weight. (laughs) Brain (laughs) (laughs) weight. How do we have people that pay a subscription to us every month? I don't understand.
0: I don't understand, but it's great.
1: (laughs) We love you so much. Anyways, I started my research into the spookiness of Yorktown by watching a Destination Fear episode, along with a good old Ghost Adventures episode. So what I'm going to do... For the remainder of this episode, of our episode, is I'm going to talk about the Destination Fear Findings, then the Ghost Adventure Findings, and then before I kind of summarize this entire location, I will kind of quickly go over the miscellaneous reports that I found online. How does that sound to you, Christy? I'm excited. Good. I had a feeling you'd like this location because it's it's really spooky, and you get to hear me talk about shows that you don't have to watch. <laughs> I could watch them one day, but I'm probably not. <laughs> yeah, that's totally fair and fine. So uh, let's start off with Destination Fear, as mentioned. So before I discuss the exact incidents that took place when the Destination Fear crew went in, I'll go over quickly the disclosed reports by those that were interviewed in the episode, i.e. being the staff and other paranormal investigators that have investigated Yorktown. One staff member named Stephanie Mayfield reported that she has encountered physical phenomena, such as being pushed and shoved by an unseen fear force other paranormal physical reports made in this episode include people feeling as though they have been bit by an unseen presence so they feel teeth marks in their skin um what are your thoughts I know on I'm that biting because no. i'm gonna tell you
0: from paranormal activity they bit you and it was in yeah and what then you the fact from paranormal activity movies
1: oh paranormal yeah okay i i I c- I have completely repressed those movies. I don't know why. I totally forget the concept. Other than it's shaky cameras and
0: it's <laughs> terrible you. footage. Yes, yeah, yeah, terrible
1: footage. Yeah.
0: No, the second movie is the sister gets bit in
1: the bed, and then the
0: dad and the, the stepdad and the daughter have to get it out, and they take the little all the fucking olive oiled cross, wooden cross, and put it on her leg, and then she's all like, bah! and then like, the devil comes out, you and then can't... it goes into, and then it goes into the first sister, which is the first movie, which kills Mika, oh, or, Mika okay. or something. You cannot.
1: We eat, no one listening can see my face right now but as christy was ex- <laughs> as soon as she said olive oil cross my mouth just <laughs> dropped like seven inches from my mouth like i'm With watering sorry. no <laughs> no, it, no no i am concerned so concerned but uh yeah no i don't i don't like the biting
0: no once it bites you it's like in you physically
1: yeah. Don't like that. And we'll talk about that actually in a little bit before we get into that. We've got other stuff to cover. Aka, go through my notes. Eddie, who I previously mentioned earlier, shared audio phenomena such as disembodied baby cries, random moans and laughter, which doesn't sound like a fun thing to hear when you're in a old hospital alone.
0: No, not babies crying and moaning.
1: Like, no. <laughs> uh, Eddie further claims in the Destination Fear episode that in the former nuns chambers, he thought he heard disembodied childlike voices singing three blind mice, which I don't enjoy. Three blind mice. No. Three blind mice. <laughs> no. Three blind mice. No. That's a big old no for me, dog. Don't like that. Now, if you're just like
0: sitting there and then just these children's voices singing, this comes out, you're like,
1: uh, bye. I'd rather walk into traffic straight up, just mm, really. Okay, you know what? No, that was a little different. <laughs> I, I, like, just... I
0: want to walk in traffic and die and get disembodied by vehicles. Okay,
1: no, you know what? I just rather not hear disembodied child voices but i don't know what i'd rather deal with than that you know what i'd rather get a root canal than deal with hearing disembodied child voices because i've had a root canal before so i know i can do it
0: okay that's good that's a little less yeah. exaggerated a
1: little, little less exaggerated sometimes i have to sometimes i go to the extreme and i appreciate that you 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 reel me back in say no that's a stupid I, I you down and say yeah. do, do you want to die no no, not really. No, not not particularly. Um, so moving forward, uh, staff and other witnesses in the Destination Fear episode claim to have seen shadow figures along with apparitions of nurses and nuns. So early on in the episode, the basement was nominated as one of the most active areas in the former hospital. People have reportedly claimed to feel unbalanced whilst in the basement and or begin to feel ill. Experiencing things such as sweats, like cold sweats, uh, chills, inability to breathe were kind of a... A few of the examples I heard other reports specifically from the basement area from that destination fear episode included people feeling as if they're being watched by an unseen presence and furthermore about the basement because this place is just jam-packed with spooky ookiness apparently that's where the former priests used to sleep and the former priest quarters was another nominated hotspot in the Destination Fear episode. So not only are you just dealing with a creepy finished basement, but you're also dealing with like an old bedroom of a former priest that used to sleep there. Why would the priest be like haunting? Or like, why is it so dark? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's a priest haunting it. Like I never... I don't think there's uh apparition of a priest, but I I just get an oooky spooky vibe where it's like something so religious and like so mm-hmm. well, you know described as good energy, like a priest or a nun or whatever. Any and then t- the bad energy that comes with all of that. Yeah. And it's just I don't know, it's just odd. It always it gives me the heebie jeebies because it's supposed to be supposedly supposed to be good, right? Like you have these religious people that are deemed in a religion as good and yet all of the creepy shit just seems to happen and involves them in the afterlife which is just bonkers i'm sure there's a disconnect Mm. or whatever yeah like i'm sure whatever is haunting isn't necessarily them it could be something trying to play off as them but who knows i hope not
0: if it's going around biting people
1: yeah, no kidding. So in the priest quarters, people have reportedly seen a non-defined black mist kind of roaming around the former bedroom, along with shadow figures. And there have apparently been some pretty aggressive sounding EVPs caught in the former priest quarters. So, for example, staff member and interviewee Stephanie noted that some of these EVPs included things saying stuff like, get out and you're not safe, which 0 to 10, I don't like that that.
0: Yeah, I'm not for here for that. It tells me to get out.
1: And you're not safe. I'm I'm literally gonna
0: get out. Okay, bye.
1: No, I will take your warning as such. (laughs) And run. And I'm gonna make a dentist appointment and get a root canal done. Because that sounds more favorable than dealing with this right now. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so that's not all for audio in the priest room though people have reportedly heard the sound of running and tapping of feet in the room it's kind of weird i don't like i don't know if someone's just like anxiously tapping their foot like a ghost is just sitting there like oh my god are these people gonna leave and just like tapping their foot waiting for them to leave james in the corner are like oh it's fucking people again they're like
0: yeah. <laughs> Are you done? Did you get your EVP? Okay, get the fuck out. <laughs>
1: that would be so me as a ghost, cause I always do that. If I'm waiting for something, I'll just start tapping my foot. <laughs> Same as I'm
0: just like on the counter, like,
1: yay. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Let's wrap it up, people. This tour was supposed to end twenty minutes ago.
0: <laughs> this is in a fucking hot spot. Get the fuck out. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'll make it hot if you don't believe. <laughs> so, in the Death Station Fear episode again. Obviously, that's this is all coming from the destination fair episode. But just as a reminder, uh, another hot spot in Yorktown Memorial is the chapel, which is located on the first floor of the hospital. Once again, another religious place, potentially, right, yeah, yeah, plagued with some not so uh, religious things going on. So. Organ music has been reportedly heard in the chapel with nobody else in it. So I don't know if people are walking nearby the chapel and all of a sudden they'll hear organ music, which that's unsettling. Like an organ's not a very uh, peaceful instrument in my mind.
0: No, it's very like morbid. Heavy. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Heavy, morbid, creepy, mm-hmm. dark. Yeah, but on top of that, people have also witnessed what has been described as a malevolent dark shadow figure, and the shadow figure apparently is rocking some horns. So some believe that this quote-unquote malevolent shadow figure is actually a demon, and this demon supposedly hangs out in the chapel. Okay, 100% a demon,
0: because it's got horns, I'm just saying.
1: Yep. And you know how earlier on we were talking about, you know, getting bit. It would, you know, be within the the ghosty stuff would be within you and all that fun that we were just Mm -hmm. talking about. And I said we'd get to it. So this is where we kind of get into it. So remember uh, the previously mentioned interviewee, Stephanie, that I have kind of name dropped here and there. So Mm -hmm. apparently she may have been possessed while in the chapel back in June of 2019. Now, I don't know if she was I can't remember if she was bent. Maybe we'll get into it in my notes. But basically, she shared in the episode that supposedly her skin color changed from normal to kind of like a flush color. So she went from like a normal skin tone just being like very, very pale, almost as if she was about to get sick. Mm -hmm. And then her eyes reportedly began to alter. I don't know if her pupils kind of got really dilated or what kind of happened. It didn't really get into it. But Stephanie says that after this, she blacked out for three hours. And... and Yeah, Eddie, previously mentioned earlier on, but Eddie was with Stephanie in the chapel. He explains at one point, Stephanie was on her back in the chapel being dragged by an unknown source. She was on her back and something was dragging her up. Body. Yeah, dragging her body up the, uh, like, the aisle of the
0: chapel. That's fucked. I literally be grabbing her feet, being like
1: nope, we're going this way and then run with her away. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's not it's not a good scene. So, so was she out for a full three hours? Yeah, she does not Jeez. remember anything. So basically what she's telling in the episode, I think are accounts that she was informed after the fact. And apparently when Eddie grabbed or got near her, Stephanie supposedly growled, hissed, spewed bile and blood and spoke in tongues before things apparently calmed down and she eventually kind of came to. But basically in the episode, she's like, yeah, I woke up the next day with a bunch of like bruises and cuts and like she was covered head to toe and just all these markings and stuff as if she literally got the shit kicked out of her. And she basically did.
0: She literally was 100% possessed. That sounds like possession.
1: A thousand percent. And in my mind, that just screams that there's there's something very, very dark in the chapel and something not to be fucked with. Oh yeah. I did but say again, like, it's so weird it's a chapel. Yeah. But. It's a chapel, but and I did say I want to go here, but I, I think
0: there's some, maybe some things I might pass on like going in the chapel. Yeah, like <laughs> so maybe, I don't get done possessed for three hours and pissing.
1: Yeah. 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 Maybe we could avoid the chapel. We'll just like look around the rest of the building and I don't know, maybe we'll have to bring holy water or something. We'll 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 We again. can like open the door and be like, oh there it is, bye. <laughs> oh hello. So Now to get into what the Destination Fear crew, which once again includes Dakota, Alex, Tanner, and Chelsea, encountered when they were at Yorktown. So everything I just mentioned was just based off of, I believe, uh, Eddie, Stephanie, and everyone else that was interviewed for the Destination Fear episode. Now we're actually going to talk about what took place when the crew actually investigated the area. So when the group enters Yorktown Memorial, Chelsea suggests that one person should do a solo walkthrough of the hospital, which I... I mean, I talk a lot of, oh, I'd love to go here and it's haunted, but I'm not doing that shit alone. Like, you're coming with me. Or, like, I
0: I know I talk shit where I'm like, this isn't haunted. Like, I make an excuse and you say, yes, it is. I I would probably be scared shitless doing that, doing that solo walk.
1: Yes. Oh, absolutely. Like, even when we went to Rolling Hills in the screaming hallway, I wouldn't do that alone. I would, there were places in that building that I, even though I've watched a million videos about it, Would not walk alone. And that goes for basically anywhere. (laughs) Basically any haunting, never alone. I don't even like going to the grocery store alone, okay? So like, you know...
0: You gotta figure that out.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Take that with a grain of salt, right? Anyways, so Chelsea suggests... One person does a solo tour, and this kind of blows up on her face because she made the suggestion. She's like, "Yeah, let's like let's pick somebody to do a solo tour," and then they pick names out of a hat, and she picks her name. <laughs> so she ends up doing this solo tour by herself,
0: which is just oh, well, you suggested it, so maybe you should have volunteered for self beginning, but
1: yeah, you anyways. Look how the turntables have turned. <laughs> So during her solo investigation, Chelsea has the ovulus device with her and she starts debating out loud whether she should start her solo adventure in the chapel. And as a reminder for those maybe listening for the first time or aren't really into the whole spooky ookiness and don't know, the ovulus device is a paranormal communicative device that basically acts like a talk to text device. So it's believed that spirits can manipulate it and give responses in real time, usually using one or two words the most at a time. and the voice speaks this word out loud in a very mechanical computer-like way. So a lot of times it will sound like, I don't know, uh, what's a word it could say? It could say demon, for example, but it comes out as demon. <laughs> you know, it's very mechanical. It's very robotic. It's very creepy in my mind. <laughs> what's
0: well, so different than the fucking, like, what do we call it, spirit box, where it's like all the stations are like, it's
1: yeah.
0: just one word. And it's like, brr, brr, and you're like, how would you even catch that?
1: I know. Well, and there are, I have been watching, um, I forget what other paranormal show I've been watching. Oh, uh Hoser, Hoser Files. And they, on their series, use this spirit box that does, like, it still goes through the channels, but it doesn't play all the static. It will only pick up like solid words. Say, you'll only okay. hear the solid words. You won't hear, you know, shifting through it's all the channels. Yeah, exactly. Where, as a reminder, when we went to Rolling Hills, which I keep bringing up <laughs> for some reason today, I don't know, maybe I'm just missing on our own ghosty hunter adventure. yeah I, I just missed the opportunity to be a ghost hunter uh but basically when we were there we downloaded a free one like a free ghost spirit box on our phone and at one point i'm pretty sure we landed on a station playing nickelback <laughs> so take take that Run with that information. Yeah, I'm not gonna say
0: it was pretty fucking cheap. So yeah, it,
1: well, it was free. So like, <laughs>
0: yeah, it was pretty shit.
1: Yeah, we did not communicate with any ghosts, but uh, we did hear one of uh, one of the famous Nicobo- photographs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was the song that did come up. So <laughs> we didn't say we were professional ghost investigators. We just said that we were amateur ghost adventures. We're firing. <laughs> yeah, I-, I meant ghost investigators. I said ghost adventures, but I mean tomato, tomato. What can I? what can you do anyways chelsea has the ovulus she's talking out loud to herself because obviously she's recording herself on camera and she's kind of humming and hawing uh should i go to the chapel should i start my solo there and as she says this the ovulus almost instantly responds to this by stating should as if the spirit is saying she should go to the chapel and do like start her solo investigation there
0: when you hear that you just say I
1: should not, then I guess <laughs> I <to> go last <laughs> I shouldn't <laughs> so the ovulus makes another remark when Chelsea enters the priest quarters. so I she is kind of like, mm, no, I'm gonna go downstairs first. And she's in the priest quarters in which the ovulus then says, Jesus, followed by Bible, which is kind of like on the nose because she's in the priest' quarters. Mm-hmm. Those are things priests would probably say or think about, or I don't know having the vocabulary. That's kind of it during Chelsea's kind of solo investigation. And then she's joined by the three guys. So Alex, Dakota, and Tanner. And they decide to, you know, do a walkthrough of the entire property together. So the entire building. And they're back in the priest room, which Dakota does an EVP session where he asks, are we talking to something good or evil down here? What are you? In which the mic picks up something saying, I'm evil, I'm just having a good time. Well, uh,
0: pretty on, devil. <laughs> <laughs>
1: party on Satan (laughs) like that's very I don't know it's kind of a interesting good time like what the fuck the group then hears banging sounds in the boiler room as if something or someone is walking towards them after this terrifying encounter the group decides to go to the chapel Dakota reportedly experiences feeling extremely warm and irritable which can be witnessed in the episode but it seems as though the rest of the crew is fine it's just kind of Dakota that's you know not having a good old time in the chapel as the crew is talking amongst themselves the obvious randomly says run so they're just shooting the breeze you know the gangs just all there in the chapel doing their thing and the obvious is like hmm yeah hi I'm here um run
0: it's interesting it says run like is it trying to warn them oh. or uh, um I guess you'll yeah. tell
1: me <laughs> yeah I' So because of this, the Destination Fear crew decides to do another EVP session, basically asking who they are dealing with and acknowledging that they heard that there is a demon in the chapel. Once the crew does a playback of the recording, they hear something say run away. After Tanner, one of the crew members had asked why the supposed demon was hanging out in the chapel. Now, here's where things get weird. So when they decide to play the audio back, so they have the recorder, they played it through once and they heard something say run away. They're like, oh my gosh, what is this? They play. They try and play it back, and it's as if nothing that they just picked up on ever existed. So the former voice of something saying "run away" is no longer on the recording.
0: Well, that's fucked.
1: Isn't that spooky? They like it just disappear. I, exactly, and it's not as if um I think Dakota had the the recorder in his hand. He wasn't fumbling around with it or anything like that. It's just you like, know,
0: play back, get the, Yeah. Get the, the words and then play back again, and it's like. Playback.
1: Play, play Where Where's it go? Yeah. And, you know, I think if he would have accidentally deleted, I feel as though, I mean, we don't know these people personally, although I mm. watch enough of the, of their show to feel like I know them personally. But you would think that if it was an act, like if it was accidentally deleted, they would own up to that. Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, they don't want to get rid of that like content, obviously.
1: No, or that evidence, right? I mean, they did videotape themselves listening to it, and you can hear it in the episode, but still, it's still really creepy, regardless. Whichever way you try to explain it. it, it's kind of unexplainable, basically. Now, some listeners of Weird Distractions may recall that when it comes to destination fear, there is a part in every episode where the crew of four splits up and sleeps separately in different parts of the location they're exploring, aka usually the hot spots. So Dakota sleeps in the nun quarters. Tanner gets gets the chapel, Alex gets the boiler room, and Chelsea gets the basement with the priest's room. Over a three-hour span, here's what goes down. So Chelsea has the obvious device go off as she's about to sleep in the priest's room, in which it says prayer. In the boiler room, Alex and the viewer can hear something move around within the boiler room, kind of like footsteps, even though Alex is sitting down and nobody else is in the room with him.
0: Yeah, because I'm going to go to bed after that.
1: Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Shortly after this, all four crew members hear a large bang. Tanner, Chelsea, and Alex did a sweep of the basement in which they didn't find anyone else within the building. Because that's another kind of unrecognizable thing until they actually pointed out is they are investigating all these different locations. But at any point in time, people can like come in and trespass, which I'm sure happens quite often, especially in abandoned hospitals and various locations. So they quite often have to make sure that nobody else is breaking in while they're there which has got to be...
0: They're there and it's a hotspot of sorts, so they can expect some people are going to try and have a little peekaboo, potentially.
1: Yeah. Later on, the crew's REM pod goes off near Dakota, indicating that something which cannot be seen on camera is near the REM pod. And for those listening who don't know what a REM pod is, I got the following definition from the website Ghost Stop. So the REM pod uses a mini-telescopic antenna to radiate its own independent magnetic field around the instrument. This EM field can be easily influenced by materials and that conduct electricity, based on source proximity, strength, and EM field distortion. Four colorful LED lights can be activated in any order or a combination. So basically, the way I picture it is, it's a motion sensor device, and it's believed that spirits, because they can produce and en- they're like an energy production of energy, mm-hmm. can set this kind of thing. This motion sensor off so if a ghost walks by it or like waves its ghosty hand over it the device will go off and lights will come up and it makes a sound so this goes off near dakota but there's nothing around him he's not fucking around with it because he's literally on his cot sleeping it's there's no reason why it should go off no there shouldn't be
0: nothing going on so that's creepy.
1: Yeah. So that kind of wraps up the whole destination fear encounters. So now we're going to move into the ghost adventures encounters. But first, I want to ask you, Christy, how are you feeling about this place? Are you, are you getting spooked out yet? Are we inching our way? Well, oh, to- there's lots of encounters so far,
0: and you know, possessions and biting and all all the good stuff. So, um, cool to hear too. Don't know if I really want to go, but we'll we'll dabble.
1: We'll dabble. We'll dabble. Nothing wrong with dabbling. And speaking of dabbling, I dabbled in watching the Ghost Adventures episode of this location. And they went back in 2011. So back when, you know, the acid wash jeans, the spiky hair, Zach Bagans was uh, running the show. And the Ghost Adventures crew encountered a horrifying scene within the first few minutes of being on the Yorktown Memorial property. Which I'm going to ask you, Chrissy, what do you think they encountered when they rolled up on on the property i think
0: they're gonna either roll up on like a dead animal or some damage of sorts or some like blood or something just as it sounds creepy
1: you're kind of on the nose with the animal because as they pull up and kind of start looking around the property they encounter a random donkey named spirit who was owned by i think the then caretaker named mike
0: how funny the donkey's name is Spirit.
1: I know, right? Like, okay. Okay. Okay, Mike. All right. A little on the nose. We get it. <laughs> you know? Was
0: donkey just like just dead? Oh,
1: no. This donkey was alive. It was alive and ready. To
0: oh, 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 okay. It's alive live animal. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. It was. Okay. It, I thought it was dead. <laughs> no. Mm-mm, not that morbid. Okay.
0: I Just I came mean, up in a little donkey. Just like, hey.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Besides the ass on the property, the gang interviews witnesses in which the following reports come out. You should be so proud of yourself for that. I'm really <laughs> proud of myself for that segue. So yes, the following reports come out in the Ghost Adventures interviews. So Shadow Figures, which we've already talked about. Um, Mike, the caretaker, told of a story of a guy who supposedly died out front of the hospital after a heroin overdose. Uh, the same boiler room murder story is shared as well. However, it's told as if... It was a female counselor who worked at the hospital who was involved with two male patients. Regardless, that's just a bunch of policies and inappropriate relationships happening, no matter which way you kind of take it. No, it wasn't all the freaking like work love triangles. What's going on? I know. I'm just gonna give a hot tip for this episode. Don't date your clients. I don't care where you work, don't date them. Or don't your date coworkers. Your, or your coworkers, <laughs> don't date your clients, don't date your co workers. Just don't do it. And don't Do anything in a boiler room. Just don't date. Okay. (laughs) So yeah, just don't date. Just don't do it. So yeah, that story comes up again. Uh, Mike also shares that people with tattoos supposedly get choked up in the former nuns quarters, in which he stated two men supposedly had been choked after... Kind of investigating there, who had ta- like visible tattoos. A woman by the name of Bristol tells Zach that when interviewed that she had been scratched while in the hospital. While she was there one day. Now to move into what kind of things happen when the Ghost Adventures crew did their investigation, kind of into the hospital. Which there's quite a bit. Some of it's kind of the same as the uh, Destination Fear crew, but there's there's a couple of different things. So first, the Ghost Adventures crew experiences EMF fluctuations. So this kind. of occurs when the crew is in the basement which the emf detector starts going off indicating a spike in the energy which emf detectors basically it it detects electric magnetic fields that's that's what i believe emf stands for i have an emf it's currently collecting dust because i haven't been able to go ghost hunting since 2019 yes my heart is breaking as i'm saying it but we're ghosty deprived we're basically yeah, ghosty deprived is a good way to describe it. Next on the list of spooky things that happen in the Ghost Adventures episode during their investigation, they encounter a slew of EVPs, including one that says, You wanna play, which was heard at the very beginning of the investigation. Uh
0: no, that's disgusting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Mm, no, I don't. I don't like playing games. Thanks. Uh, and the next one is, it must be told, and I'll tell them you did it, which is picked up in the boiler room, which is kind of interesting. A secret must be told? Someone's trying to spill some tea and give receipts. Apparently.
0: Well, we want the tea.
1: Yeah. So what's the tea, sis? We never got the tea. Uh, spill, bitch. <laughs> uh, another EVP apparently says it's sick and this happens after zach takes his shirt off in the nun's quarters to expose his back tattoo of a demon because of course he did that
0: wait he's a a demon on his back
1: he has a demon tattoo on his back like in between someone
0: says it's sick
1: yeah but i don't think they said it like that Or they're like like, he's sickly
0: (laughs) 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 like are you sick in the head i don't know
1: (laughs) someone tell this man to put his shirt back on he looks sickly (laughs)
0: No, I <laughs> maybe he's this pasty little fucking spiky <laughs> with ass wash jeans. He
1: looks sickly. <laughs> oh, God. If Zach Baggins ever stumbles upon this episode, we mean no shame, but... I'm sorry, we, just minor sickly. <laughs> yeah, just minor sickly. Then another EVP was caught that said, don't go in the bathroom, <laughs> which was observed in an audio review when Zach had asked if the spirit wanted to choke him. So he has a shirt off. He's, you know, taunting... The spirits in the nuns' quarters, you know, he's doing his thing. He's doing his Baggins bribery with a ghost. Like, I don't know, if if you scratch me, I'll leave you alone, but not really. And basically, he's like, do you want to choke me because of my demon tattoo? <laughs> and they caught an EVP of something saying, don't go in the bathroom. <laughs>
0: is that is related? Okay. But also... <laughs>
1: do you want to choke me
0: like what the fuck oh, <laughs> so aggressive
1: he is the most aggressive ghost investigator i have ever witnessed and i just out of context hearing a spirit saying don't go in the bathroom <laughs> it's like were you in there
0: it's so funny i don't really watch that show the whole time but all i like pictures just Zach Baggins so aggressive and he's just like okay aaron go in the room by yourself and get beat by all the ghosts and that's all i picture it's like that's the that's the some area of the show
1: that's the concept of the show <laughs> is zach aggressively talking to spirits <laughs> trying to get them to manifest and do shit and then eventually getting Aaron to go in like the most haunted part of the entire building or the entire area fend hey, the rise of the demons <laughs> yeah they here don't go to the bathroom and of course zach goes into the bathroom and is like trying to egg on a spirit but nothing really happens yeah no, nothing happens and then the next dvp that's caught is some like a spirit just saying okay okay you know yeah right uh and this is heard after zach asks the spirit if it can speak into its dig- into the digital recorder which is kind of funny it's like okay and <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay here's my answer what's next speech <laughs>
1: yeah okay can you leave now I'm a little annoyed. This tour was only supposed to be 30 minutes long.
0: It's this freaking demon again going like, here we go. I get them the fuck out of here. I'm yeah. tapping
1: my fingers. <laughs> yeah. I've got shit to do. I've got people to kill. Like, let's get this thing going. Uh, and then finally, the last EVP caught is the killer is coming. Get to the hallway. Which this is heard when Aaron is alone in the basement. No idea. No context. Eh, not really sure. Uh, but now to move on through the the rest of the investigation. So in terms of apparitions, Zach, uh, apparently captures an anomaly anomaly with defined legs shoulders and has kind of like an outline of sorts when using an infrared still camera later on an orb is also witnessed flying into Zach's back that's kind of it for apparitions they don't really see a lot of shadow figures or anything like that in terms of unexplained sounds the crew encounters hearing a female sounding moan in the boiler room which ugh, I, I don't really know what to say so we're gonna I, th- I think we're just gonna move forward <laughs> Um, and they also hear random thuds that can be heard without any known stated causations. Now, we're going to talk about... Again, about the ovulus because the Ghost Adventure crew uses the ovulus in their investigation. And I'm gonna kind of break down the word and then when it's said. So, the first word that comes out of the ovulus is the word soul. And this happens after Zach takes his shirt off in the nun's quarters to kind of expose his back tattoo, which once again is of a demon. So, it's like, soul. And Zach's like, are they gonna come for my soul because I have a demon tattoo? Zach needs to get over himself. I don't know. The next word is loud in which this happens within the nun's quarters and in, in which Zach responds by saying, yeah, I'm loud.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Well, yep. Mm-hmm. The next word is suffer, and this one comes after Zach asks the spirit what it wants him to do, shirtless, and, and in the nuns' quarters again. Um, So not great. Not a, not a good word you want to hear when you're shirtless in a former nuns' quarters. Is he walking around
0: shirtless or what?
1: Yeah, in the nuns' quarters, he, like, takes his shirt off because basically he hears accounts that the nuns' spirits or spirits of nuns or spirits in the nuns' quarters, whatever is there, supposedly scratches people who have tattoos. So you and I would be fucked. Like, straight up. We'd walk in. They and wouldn't know I had tattoos. I wouldn't show them. I would be like, look at my fucking back. Yeah, I'm not taking any of my clothes off. In this <laughs> I will be fully clothed.
0: This entire tour.
1: Yeah, I will be wearing a parka, knee socks with, like, the puffiest. I'll be dressed for Canadian winter in this location. I don't want any of the ghosts or spirits or demons to know that I have tattoos. Not that... I give a shit whether they judge me or not, because it's my body, my choice. But you'll be rocking your puffer coat. <laughs> yeah, I'm not getting scratched, thank you. But yeah, so basically, basically, Zach has his shirt off in the nuns' quarters, trying to instigate something to happen. Like he's homeboys, trying to get scratched. He wants to get scratched. Like, I, and I'm not saying that like, oh, he's asking for it, but he kind of is. So as Zach is walking around shirtless, he hears. word suffer which isn't a good situation to hear from the ovulus now next he and the crew hears listen and think separately uh as zach is putting on his shirt so he's like putting a shirt back on you know covering up that demon tat that he's got going on there these two words pop up in the nun's quarters so he's not getting scratched so homeboy's like you know i'm gonna put my tea back on zach asks what he needs to think about which after five minutes the ovulus says jesus (laughs) (laughs) Basically, the spirit is saying... Y'all need Jesus <laughs> Without saying it like that Basically. Basically
0: Just Jesus
1: Jesus. And then the next word on the ovulus heard Throughout the investigation is the word metal And Aaron hears the ovulus say this As he and the viewer can hear Rattling in the metal pipes above him At this point he's alone in the basement Because he is Aaron And that is his slot in every episode Of Ghost Adventures is to be alone In a creepy that place That is his job That is his job That is his specific job. And then the last two words that you can hear in from the ovulus in the episode is hurry and hide, which this is heard by Aaron when he's in the basement alone. And this happens after the word metal comes up, he hears all this rattling above him. And then all of a sudden the ovulus says hurry. And he's like, hurry. And then says hide as if something is coming, which is kind of weird because the last EVP I'd mentioned said, the killer is coming, get to the hallway. And Aaron caught that EVP while in the basement. So it's kind of odd that the Obvious says hurry and hide when then an EVP had said something about, you know, the killer is coming, get to the hallway. W- what do you think about that, Christy?
0: Okay, I think that there's potentially some kind of good kind of forces kind of going around in there. Also, it just warns them that the killer is coming. And then this or whatever, they going to go in the hallway or something.
1: Like right. whatever
0: happens, like, giving them a warning of sorts.
1: I-, I wonder if it's like one of the people from that lover's quarrel warning the living about whoever the murderer was in that situation that's coming i don't know it's kind it's just weird it's interesting it's interesting mm. that there's like an evp and an ovulus that are saying, saying different things but that mean almost the same thing or could be connected i i don't know it's it's spooky i i think there's no other way to describe it other than it's spooky finally spooky wiki. Spooky ooky. Uh, The Ghost Adventures crew experiences equipment malfunction. Uh, this occurs when the thermal camera dies as soon as it reaches a room at the end of the hallway. As some listeners may recall, paranormal activity is known to drain electronic device battery life rapidly. This thermal camera apparently is like fully charged by the time they get to the location. And as soon as they actually use it, the battery dies super, super fast. So, I don't know, the Ghost Adventures crew is like, it's... Because of the ghosts, when who knows? I mean, could go it could be either or. It Could be because the battery life is shit on it or because be the either, ghost it had bad batteries, who knows? Yeah, I mean, shit happens. So that kind of ends the ghost adventures findings. And now I'm gonna quickly go over the other ghost reports because there's a lot. I don't know if people listening have kind of picked up on this. There's a lot going on here. So to cap off all the paranormal reports and supposed encounters, I wanted to obviously touch on the non-TV show related ones that I came across in my research. So to start, apparently a former doctor named Dr. Leon Noworski supposedly was seen after his own death walking around the hospital. And a direct quote from the website Shadow Peeps, quote, Dr. Noworski died shortly after retiring and is believed that he haunts the hospital to this day, mainly in the ER or OR hallway, which is also near the doctor's lounge, making his rounds and checking on his patients. After his death, one of the doctors working a shift swore he saw Dr. Noworski walk by the lounge door late one night but that's not possible or is it so that was one ghosty character that was never mentioned in any of the tv shows which i thought was interesting Mm -hmm. another apparition reportedly seen and described is supposedly of an eight-year-old girl named stacy it's unclear why she was at the hospital or if she perhaps even died at the hospital. Like, there really is no backstory for Stacy. However, resources claim that Stacy can be seen in the basement hallways, as well as one of the former rooms within the first floor. Accounts claim that Stacy is responsible for rolling a ball to and from the living while in Yorktown, as well as reports of a little girl apparition, which obviously people think of Stacey, uh, showing herself while visitors read her supposed favorite book, The Pokey Little Puppy, which came out in 1942 and is part of the Golden Book series. The next spooky apparition that supposedly haunts Yorktown is a former heavy equipment mechanic by the name of Doug Richards. I wasn't able to find out much about Doug other than he supposedly died perhaps at Yorktown in 1973. Regardless, many visitors of Yorktown claim that Doug wanders the halls of the basement, appearing as a ghostly apparition wearing blue jeans and a white tee. Shirt, so you know, simple attire. He's
0: rocking the denim tuxedo and little uh, dad outfit, dad bod.
1: <laughs> well, if he was wearing a denim tuxedo or what we here in Canada called a Canadian tuxedo, he'd be wearing a jean jacket.
0: do whatever, wearing a bit of denim.
1: Very true, very true. But for those listening, if you ever want to rock a Canadian tuxedo, it's denim on denim. Just so you know, a little fun fun fact for you there. yeah sorry, my bad. Mm-hmm. No, no worries. We. We like to forgive and forget here at Weird Distractions, but one thing you won't be able to forget is this one creepy tidbit that I only saw online that supposedly one of the former bedrooms within Yorktown supposedly has battery-operated dolls. So according to the Haunted Room's website, these dolls supposedly have been observed to laugh and respond with the living. And some people think that this might be Stacy interacting through the dolls. However, it's not clear. Regardless, I don't like it. Once you throw dolls into a haunted location, I'm already mm-mm. No, mm, don't like it. Kids and dolls.
0: Battery dolls. And I was like, "Mm, fucked up. You're going to speak or make noises. I don't fucking think so.
1: No, like this place has it all. It's got a potential demon. It's got ghost kids. It's got a love triangle in the boiler room. It's got nuns. It's got priests. Well, actually, I don't know if it's actually haunted by priests, but it's got priest quarters. And then to, like, the cherry on top of this spooky-ass Sunday, it's got battery-operated dolls. Like, there's got to be a trifecta that we're meeting here of just ooky-spookiness.
0: Yeah, the top of the trifecta is going to be this fucking biting demon that comes around and fucking poltergeist people. You mean possessed people? Yeah, whatever.
1: Yeah, poltergeist, possessed, you know, either, which way you put it, It's not good. So from nuns to demons, this location seems to be fully packed with accounts of the paranormal. Whatever or whoever is haunting Yorktown, one thing is for sure, it's letting the living know that it's there to stay forever. If you or anyone you know has been to Yorktown and you're interested in sharing some ghosty experiences, feel free to send them our way for a future listener distractions episode. And that is this week's distraction being Yorktown Memorial Hospital, aka my... Spooky gift to you, Christy. What are your thoughts of this location?
0: This was a lovely birthday gift. I appreciate you, as always. And it was a good topic because, again, I was very interactive and very uh, locked into
1: the the funniness of it. The funniness of it? You think yeah, this was, place... like... <laughs> it was? Yeah, it was spooky, but it was hilarious. Uh, mm, okay, I see what you mean. You mean the, the, the conversations that came out of it. The not comical
0: ne- parts of it.
1: Yes. Mm, yeah, not the, not the dark, morbid, scary, terrifying. Yeah, TV. the, like,
0: possessing yeah. and bites yeah. and whatever else.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm picking up what you're laying down. But something else I want to lay down is my resources. And then when I'm done my resources, I want you to lay down some information for our listeners. I want to give a big old shout out to the Texas Hill Country website for their article by Jenny Webster Jurica on October 24th, 2017 titled Yorktown Memorial Hospital is one of the most haunted places in Texas, bet. Big old shout out to Wikipedia for their pages on Yorktown Memorial Hospital and the Felician Sisters, which I apologize again if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Like I said in episode 100, I write my notes sometimes in a very like confident way And then by the time Christy and I record, you know, when I sit my little butt up to this mic, I then see the words and I forget how to speak English. So my bad if I pronounce that wrong, but... Thank you, Wikipedia, for your resources. Thank you to the Felician, Felician Sisters website. See, there I go again. Thank you to the Facebook page for Yorktown Memorial Hospital. Big ol' thank you to the Destination Fear episode for Season 2, Episode 2, which that air date was April 6, 2020. Thank you to Ghost Adventures for their Season 4, Episode 13 coverage of Yorktown Hospital, which aired March 18, 2011. Thank you again, to Wikipedia, for its page on Destination Fear. The Victoria Advocate article by Sonny Long titled, Owners Supports Make Please to Reopen Yorktown Memorial Hospital, which was published on September 29th, 2019. Thank you to Google Reviews. Thank you to the Mirror UK article by Alan Kindred titled, Inside Creepy Abandoned Hospital with Decaying Dolls and Rusted Furniture, uh, which was published on January 21st, 2022. Thank you to the Ghost Stop website for its coverage on the Pod 2 EMT programmable with temperature detection basically I just use that website for the description of the rem pod uh, but thank you and that link will be in the notes if you're interested in buying your own rem pod would recommend it uh, thank you to the ghost adventures wiki website for its page on the yorktown hospital episode and last but absolutely not least thank you to the hunted rooms website for its page on the ghosts of yorktown memorial hospital now christy I would love to hear, and I'm sure our listeners would love to hear, how they can support Weird Distractions podcast, how they can get in touch with us, and just in general, all the good information that you say at the end of every episode.
0: Yes, Alex, thank you for all of those lovely resources, as always. We love your info, so people can look up our stuff and find out more information, like how to buy that thing. Um, so you know, that, to, thing. <laughs> that
1: thing. That thing, I going to pronounce thing. it because
0: I forget. It's
1: a REM <laughs> I pod. REM. Like, I, I don't know, like REM.
0: Okay. Whatever.
1: You Mm -hmm. thought it was the and that's flesh and (laughs) continuous. Don't speak (laughs) it. So, how to find out our
0: show if you're not already listening right now. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. On there you can give us a review and some ratings. Also on Spotify you can give us some star ratings and also we are on Google Podcasts, Good Pods, many more other platforms. We are also in our two networks. We are on Cultivate Network. Go check that out. And we're part of the Oracle Network so go check that out as well.
1: Yes. Do it. We told you to, so do it. Please and thank you.
0: <laughs> and if you're also looking for more of us, we're on our different media pages. We are on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. All of those are Weird Distractions Podcast. Or on Twitter, we are, as always, Weird Distract I1. All that lovely content and stories and TikToks are by the lovely Alex. And if you're looking for more of our Weird Distractions other than those things, we are on Patreon, which you've heard at the beginning of the episode. I'll go on. There is two tiers. There is mm-hmm. extra content. There's blog posts. There's stickers and shout outs and whatnot we have our current listeners that we are always giving our props to so tom bailey angela john alicia lynn shadow sissy and courtney I thank you guys as always
1: we love you so very much. You're the best. Thank you for supporting us, even though we can barely talk.
0: <laughs> the always shout out from Alex. Yes. Other than our Patreon page, if you want to help us monetize why, we are also on Buy Me A Coffee. We're also on Redbubble. If you want to go on there, that's supporting us with just a better percentage. But you get some great merch. You get mm-hmm. our logos, basically, on literally anything you possibly
1: want on there, basically. Literally anything. Except- literally. You know, like not REM pods or like okay, no. battery operated dolls. We don't, we don't fuck with that. Well, yeah, no, we, we, we don't, we don't continue. Sorry. No. <laughs> if you
0: want some, any of our, any clothes, but being a skeptical yes. Susie or stickers or you want a new notepad or something, it, it, you'll find it on there. Just giggle. Just giggle it. Giggle it. And lastly, keep sharing your stories, your mm-hmm. thoughts, your dreams, or whatever you think is creepy or interesting. Share it to our email at weirddistractions podcast
1: at look.com. Yeah. The same day that this episode comes out, we have our second listener distractions episode coming out. So definitely tune into that. If you hear something on that episode and you're like, wow, I have a similar situation or I have a similar experience. We want to hear it. We basically, we just want to hear. Yeah. We can't travel at this time. So we want to hear about like all the spooky places around the world so that when we can travel, we can add it to our list. Or maybe you have an uncle that was part of a cult like if if you're comfortable with telling us about that kind of stuff we would love to hear hear it it. and you can keep it anonymous just as a fyi just let us know so yeah share the goods if you need a distraction we got you bye Bye. happy birthday again christy love you Bye. Hey there, it's Dawn, the host of Method and Madness. Yes, it's another true crime podcast, but hear me out. Fascinated by human nature? Ever try wrapping your head around why some people do what they do? On Methoded Madness, we'll dive deep into the evidence, explore the why behind the crime, all the while recognizing that the victims are real people. And these aren't just horror stories, but horrific true events. Method and Madness, available wherever you listen to your podcasts.